0: Hello, and welcome to Yobcast, your Star Wars cartoon podcast. And you lied to me?
1: I knew I liked you. And my name is Matt, and he's not a terrorist, he's a freedom fighter. Oh, did I forget to mention my, my name? Yeah, you're just unnamed this episode.
0: Oh, okay. My name's Hondo Anaka.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to old, old recordings of ours, and there was one where I didn't say who I was, and so now we're even. Oh. Uh, it's a little too late to do code names,
0: so I guess I'll just.
1: Yeah. This is still Matt and Jamie, everybody. Mm hmm. All right. That was a rough start.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> we could do it over, but we're not going <laughs> to.
0: Yeah. Screw you, listener. Wanted quality and shit. All right. Send us money, then we will.
1: Oh, send us money. Okay. We still won't. All right. So yeah. Today we're uh, today we're still in the midst of Clone Wars, and we will be until Bad Batch is released, at some unknown date into the future. Um, but today is Episode Six, Supply Lines. Um, we'll get into that in a few minutes. But before we did that, have you done any Star Wars lately? Well, um, it's been a couple
0: weeks, cause. Um, I went camping over the weekend, and then we we're like both of us were just kind of like, eh, let's just start off next week. But I, I haven't really done a whole lot. I've been meaning to catch up on the comic books, but I haven't. Um, I got into a nice uh, Star Wars conversation with some uh, parents I know through Scouts, and then at one point I had to say that I had a podcast because that's why I have all this insane amount of knowledge. And then the next day, one of the scout parents is like, hey, can my son get the name of that podcast so he can listen to it? And I'm just like, uh, no, no, that would be a real bad idea. <laughs> he's, uh, he's very adult
1: friendly. I mean, we're juveniles, but yeah, we don't – he doesn't need to hear all of our – thinly veiled references to sexual fetishes and um, in our very first episode
0: he's going to learn about dick and fart humor all on his own he doesn't need grown adults to do it for him
1: exactly and he can watch a gorilla masturbate on the holiday special whenever he wants to well I've well we have we have really we have big news in our house we bought that we bought a house and we're moving in a couple months and so now I have to start packing but we're moving to a bigger place, and so I'll have more room to spread out and be obnoxious.
0: Get the uh, get the inspection before you start packing.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, but, but that aside, that news aside, um, I ordered some of the Star Wars Insider magazines a couple weeks ago that have the short stories for the High Republic in them. Because so I was going to do a chronological re-read of high republic but get all of the material i could get there's several that's crazy yeah well what's crazy redoing it or
0: (laughs) i want to redo it we're all crazy i know i am
1: um so i I got those and they came in the mail today i have not gotten a chance to read them but the other cool thing is is i've got my 3d printer up and running um and retuned and everything and so we've been printing star wars toys again that's fun Um, But other than that, I haven't really experienced any Star Wars outside of watching Clone Wars and watching ahead and then going back and realizing I have to go back and do notes for these shows. And so I'll watch two or three episodes and be like, oh, right, I'm not just watching this for pleasure.
0: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I keep on like when I rewatch them, I just keep on going until I'm forced to stop for whatever reason. Um, And there's because I was thinking about like all today I had like something to something to say about this episode. But then I realized that, oh, it's actually the next episode. So, get ready for a really great, or maybe not so great, eh, it'll probably just be stupid, never mind, uh, thing about the next episode next time, next week.
1: Yeah, the next episode is Ambush, right? Mm, Yeah. So, just fair warning, that's the episode I know the best, because when the boy was a very young child, like three, I had an old iPhone, and I downloaded three episodes of Clone Wars onto that iPhone, And I gave it to him, and Ambush was one of them, and he would just sit in the car watching it over and over and over again, to the point where I've memorized the episode dialogue. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have
0: the same thing except for Paw Patrol. Everything about uh, a few episodes of Paw Patrol. Uh, I win. (laughs) Yeah, probably.
1: All right. We don't have much much to talk about today other than those few things. I think we'll probably work up some of our old bits for some future episodes so we don't just keep talking about. What we're doing Star Wars wise. Um, do you want to get into the episode or at least the pre
0: yeah, part of um, the episode? Yeah, we're gonna uh, today we're gonna be talking about episode six in the plot order called Supply Lines. Um, it's actually was it season three, episode
1: three? Three, yeah, it's three, three. yeah,
0: three, three, yep. And uh, I don't know, before we get into it, I know you've got some uh, you like to dig behind the scenes and talk about uh, various uh uh aspects of the episode so why don't you go ahead and do that
1: yeah so we've got some guest stars today outside of a regular cast and we're going to start highlighting some of the regular cast um but today since we've got these guest stars i thought it might be fun to look at them um the first one i want to talk about is brian george um he plays the toydarian king king Karunka. Karunko, maybe um close enough yeah, whatever the thing is. We're going to talk a lot about him later, I think. But he's he's been in other Star Wars, other Clone Wars episodes. He's actually the voice actor for Coyote Mundi in the Clone Wars. And he appears as that character in about a dozen episodes. This Toydarian King is only in a few episodes. We're going to see him in the next one. Um, but, but Brian George is one of those that guys. He has been in everything. He's done a ton of voiceover work. Um, he's been working since the mid '70s. He was in Mask, Dennis the Menace. He was in an episode of Married with Children. Are you, are you laughing about Mask? Was it Mobile Armor Strategic Command? Yep. That, that I got the A right. Yeah, I think it's Mobile Armor Strategic Command. We actually talked about Mask on our very first episode of the show, or the second episode of the show, because um, I read the TV guide for what was playing at the same time as Droids, and Mask was on the list. And he told me that your cousin had all the toys. Yeah. Brian George was in an episode of Married with Children. He did voiceover work for Dark Darkwing Duck. He was in an episode of Quantum Leap. He played Jazzman in the Batman animated series. He was in Pinky the Brain, Where's the Monsters, Pink Panthers, X-Files, Star Trek Voyager. But people know him best as Babu Bhatt in Seinfeld, the Pakistani restaurant owner who, Jerry Seinfeld, accidentally gets deported. <laughs> um, the second actor... Today is Robin Atkin-Downs, and he plays Master D and Cham in this episode. He's been in other episodes of Clone Wars. Um, He's the voice of a character we haven't met yet, but we'll meet soon, named Clovis. But he's also done a ton of voiceover work and acting work. He's been in The Killing Joke, the Batman animated movie. He played a character in Suicide Squad, the live-action movie. He's done multiple voices for the recent Marvel What If series, and he's done VO work in video games including KOTOR, and he's appeared in Avengers cartoons going back to the early 2000s. In his early work, he appeared as Reptile Boy on an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was the in the season where she goes to college and the frats are raping girls in that particular episode. Um, and he had a reoccurring part on Babylon Five as Byron. Um, he has a ton of uh, video game credits as well. The last, go ahead. I'd say, people, Buffy, and super high ex- uh, esteem. I've never watched it. Was any? Is it, is it good? Um, I've watched it twice with my wife. Cause she loves it, and uh, it's good. Um, I would put it good, not great. You have to really like monster of the week sort of stuff, and the overarching arc. It sort of loses its thread at the end, I think, but mm-hmm. it's good. Um, it gets really dark for a TV show, like weirdly dark. Um, like there's an episode where her mother just like dies of a heart attack, and she's so strong during CPR, she like breaks all of her ribs. Um, she's like a superhero, right? It's very, very strange. All right, the last the last act we're going to talk about today is Gideon Emery, and he plays a few chemicals, or er, through a few characters throughout Clone Wars, but today he plays Lot Dodd in the Toy Guard, who talks to Bail Organa. Um, but recently he's done Voices for Fallen Order. He's also done a ton of YO work. Um, he's had parts on General Hospital, 90210, NCIS, Daredevil, DC Superfriends, and he had a recurring part on the new miniseries Teen Wolf. Um, he has an upcoming um, voiceover part on the new Star Wars Old Republic game, Legacy of the Sith, which is coming out soon. So Yeah, it's got a pretty, got a pretty sweet um, trailer for it. Yeah, I like watching the video game trailers a lot. It's like a glimpse into a different kind of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a pretty good cast today. We have every, all the regular people returning, including Ahmed Best playing Jar Jar Binks. Um, he does the voice for Jar Jar Binks in this episode, so that's also great. Well, so that's the cast for today. Um, do you want to move into the episode? Sure
0: thing. All right. So the um, the quote um, at the beginning of the uh, show is "Where there's a will, there's a way." So it starts off with the uh, the voiceover that the uh, all the Clone Wars uh, episodes do that uh, the Separatists are lost. <clears throat> launching an offensive against Ryloth and they've blockaded the planet. Uh, Chomps and is leading the resistance with Mr. Jedi D. Or is it Die? It's Dai. It's Dai. Okay, with Master Jedi Die, Who is a Nikto, by the way. And then, like, doing a little research I found out that there's like... I didn't realize that there's a whole different... There's tons of different types of Niktos. So, that's kind of a, a cool thing that uh, the species are like like they look different and have different horn styles depending upon what part of the planet they're from.
1: Yeah, and there's actually other Nycto Jedi too. There's uh, two Nykto Jedi in Attack of the Clones in the um, arena scene.
0: Okay, so the show opens up in a huge battle. Battle droids are pushing in on the Twi'lek and Jedi position. Jam says that they cannot hold out. Jedi Mr. Dai uh, calls the Orbital support for help. He's requesting supplies. Admiral Dow says they cannot deliver supplies without reinforcements. Master Dai says to contact the Jedi Council uh, immediately, requesting relief. Back on Coruscant, Dow reports that they are under attack and they need reinforcements. And during the transmission, the cruiser is destroyed. Yoda reflects that Master Dai is trapped on Ryloth.
1: Yeah, this is a a very intense opening to this episode, and it's it's almost comical how disposable that fleet is to. Um, Obi-Wan, Mace, and Yoda are the ones receiving the transmission, I think. And the transmission goes dead, and they're just like, well, the fleet's been destroyed. It's like in, in Naked Gun,
0: where uh, Frank Drebin's like, nobody in the police force will rest until we find out who did this. Now let's go get some lunch. <laughs> so the Jedi, Mace, Obi-Wan, Yoda, contact Bail Organa to ask him if he can meet an ambassador on Daria to negotiate using the planet as a waypoint for the delivery of supplies. The Republic is sending a supply ship to D- Toydaria to meet him. Then at <laughs> Ambassador is already there, uh, Jar Jar Banks. There's like, at, fir- at first, first, is like, well, you know, uh, Padme is much better than this. And they're like, uh, yeah, about that. what did you, Jar Jar.
1: What did you think when you heard that Jar Jar was going to be in the episode? We probably haven't talked much about our feelings about Jar Jar. I've come a long way, and I don't mind Jar Jar anymore. Yeah, I think a long time ago, I think even leaving The Phantom Menace the first time, I thought Jar Jar was the problem with that movie. Um, I've come around on Jar Jar a lot, um, and I actually think—we can talk about this a little bit later—I actually think he's really cool in this episode.
0: Yeah, it's you know definitely not Jar Jar's fault, or Ahmed I
1: mean, Best's fault
0: that the character was so— you know. Unlikable is written that way, just like um, Hayden Christensen was told to play Anakin a certain way, and people did not like that.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I, I didn't like
0: him at best, but well, I know. But there's a lot of like, Miss. Uh, so, newsflash: Star Wars fans can be a little catty, and they take uh, their uh, frustrations out on the actors, not on the directors, producers, writers who
1: make the characters a certain way. Right. And so, so when I. When I was rewatching it I was like, Oh, this is our first Jar Jar episode And I was pleasantly I, I was pleasantly surprised with how well he was treated in the in the episode and once I realized that this was the plate stacking episode I was like, Oh, this is actually gonna be fun. Fun and silly, but in the right way. Yeah.
0: I gotta wonder how the hell he got elected. But that's probably <laughs>
1: a question for another day. Lots of mail in ballots. <laughs> 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 a lot of trade
0: federation interference.
1: Yeah, he had he had Russian, he had Russian people uh, opening Twitter bot accounts to amplify his message.
0: Back at the blockade, a droid approaches Count Dooku to tell him that they intercepted a message from the Jedi to Argana that he will request help from traderia <laughs> Dooku dispatches Lot-Dot of the trade federation on the negotiations. So. So on Toydaria, the uh, Tantive IV arrives with Bale to negotiate. He lands on a hovering landing pad and is greeted by Toydarian guards. The Toydarian uh, seem to be uh, isolationists. Bale asks to speak with their, the king. Um, Jar Jar shows up and he greets Bale and the guard tells them that their world is closed to off but Bale kind of just pushes his way through he pushes his way through just like i have diplomatic immunity get out of my way
1: yeah he has the confidence of like an american in europe and like a museum who doesn't understand they can't touch the the sculpture and he's just like brain at them like yeah it's
0: like these colors don't run (laughs) alderaan forever
1: alderaan forever yeah, and so he just like powers by powers by these guards. I do really like this this landing pad though. I know it's like a really subtle thing, but the Toydarians they fly right, and you almost never see them on the ground in this episode unless they're sitting. They definitely never walk, um, and so it's cool. We're gonna see this later that that like their furniture and like their like their, the functional parts of their society all hover, in, like a weird like a weird like affectation way. Like, they don't have to. They just do. And, and this platform's the same way. It's like, like there's no reason why they couldn't land on solid ground, but they don't. They land on this spinning, floating thing.
0: Yeah, it's wild. You know, like, do, like, like Tordarian, like, like who have, like, uh, sleepwalking problems, they have to, like, shackle themselves? Or, like, do you find somebody just randomly, like... Flying, pee in the, peeing in the top part of the, uh, in the top part of a closet because they, they're dreaming they're in the toilet. i had not of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Presumably they could tether themselves, I guess, but yeah, that's a, it's a good question. We, 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 we never see a Toidarian sleepwalker, so I guess we'll yeah. never know, unless you they want get, to get on get... that fan fiction.
0: <laughs> yeah, they get so wasted they're like peeing on the, they're peeing on the roof. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's see. Okay, so in the Great Hall, Jar Jar yells for the king, and Bale says that he will do the talking. Jar and Bale introduce themselves to the king of Toydaria, who is surprisingly not a racist caricature like the previous Toydarian we've met. The king immediately says that they are neutral and not part of the republic. Jarjar and Bale beg to use Toydaria as a staging area to deliver humanitarian supplies to Ryloth. And then, in the middle of their argument, Lot Dodd shows up to add some more context. So Lot Dod is a Numoidian uh, trade federation
1: yeah, Lot. Uh, flunky. Lot Dodd was in episode one. We first meet him, and he's like all mixed up with New Gunray at the time. Mm-hmm. So but that has that has some meaning in a little bit.
0: Charger asks why Lot Dodd was invited to their meeting. The King of Toydaria says that they have a good contract. Bale says that the trade federation is too close with the separatists, but Lot Dodd says that Newton Gunray, Newton Gunray was an extremist, and the whole trade federation should not be judged by the actions of one. Though it kind of like was it wasn't like him, just like holding a shotgun, um, in a standoff, like in a trailer park. They had tons of ships and like an entire army. So
1: yeah, I I wondered about this line too, and I was curious. If it was sort of like, well, King George is dead. And he was the crazy one. Now mm-hmm. we're better because we're not under this terrible leader. Because clearly he wasn't just a lone gunman. Did we ever talk yeah. about Newt Gunray's name before? No. Do you know what he's named after? Um, No. Um, Ronald Reagan. Gunray Reagan.
0: No. Um,
1: yeah. Lucas has said it in multiple interviews that he, that he wanted the villain to be Ronald Reagan.
0: Well, maybe if it had been like... Get... Gipper, Gipper, Gunray.
1: <laughs> Gipper Gunray. What's a good Star Wars name?
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, surprisingly, Bail. Uh, Bail is the one who's kind of a little like looking at uh, Lot Dod, giving him the side eye. Where Jar Jar, who you would think would be like, "Fuck you! You invaded like, uh, you invaded my home planet and killed a ton of people," you know. Just goes to show that either they didn't think about it, or
1: Jar Jar is just so
0: far removed from such things that it doesn't even cross his mind.
1: It's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. Jar Jar was at the battle of Naboo, right? And it was sort of like a practice run for the Clone Wars. And he's pretty—he's pretty either oblivious or aloof about Lot Dod. Very strange.
0: Yeah, I mean, you—he talked with like old people who like lived through World War II. They are. St- Still hold grudges against whatever country it was that they had problems with. You yeah. know they don't forget so easily.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So uh, Bale says that Alderon has a history of providing aid. Toydoria does as well. Lot Dud points out that Ryloth is under blockade and therefore a battleground. The king's upset and he's afraid that helping one side of the battle would damage their neutrality.
1: It's a really good political play here. Mm-hmm. They're like, we just want to deliver medical food and medical supplies it was like yeah but you'll be delivering it to one side of a battle and it really undercuts his argument in a super effective way
0: i know if like somebody like said like um like y- you want to go for it to a job interview in eastern ukraine be like yeah like oh right probably not the best idea because it's a war zone
1: right and it's not um, like you can feed the robots unless you have like inspired medication
0: yeah Okay, so back on Ryloth, now uh, this is like the battle with um, the uh, the Jedi, the clones against the uh, the Separatists. Um, it's the it's going poorly. The uh, Twi'leks are being overrun from just about every position. Clones are dying left and right, as they tend to do. And uh, eventually, the right flank collapses. Master Die tries to comfort Cham, but Cham's had enough. He wants to leave, but their escape is cut off, and they are stuck together. And this is the first time uh, we meet Cham, but uh, definitely not the last. So, um, then back to Toidari again. The king uh, allows time for arguments for and against the humanitarian relief. Bale starts by saying that they will only deliver food and medical supplies. Orn Tob makes a direct uh, appeal via hologram. He says that the people are starving, which funny given the fact that he is so incredibly fat. He is morbidly obese. Yeah, he he's, no like, uh, <laughs> he's like uh, he's like you know, Baron And So the uh, Council of Tardarians debate the merits. Lot Dodd says Organa is lying. Any, ra- <laughs> any aid to Ryloth would aid the war effort in the side of the Republic. Lot Dodd says that any loss of impartiality for Tardaria would open up the Trade Federation to attacks from the Separatists. No one wants that and uh, I don't want to agree,
1: but he is making a lot of really good points. Up until the point where he said it, it's dangerous for the Trade Federation.
0: He's making mm-hmm. great
1: points until he says that the real problem is it's going to put us in danger. They don't need help putting themselves in danger. It, it would—it makes sense. They should be appealing to the ego of the Toydarians, not saying, like, the real problem is it's going to hurt us, and if you do something that hurts us, we're going to stop supporting you. Yeah, but they're
0: supposed to be like the only lookout for themselves. So this kind of like plays into their character. Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. So, yeah. So, uh Bale says that the people of Ryloth did not invite war. Lot Dodd says that that's bullshit in Star Wars terms. The king ends the debate. Now, back on Ryloth, they're trying... Uh, to plan an escape. Master Die says that they should use their gunship as a bomb to collapse a ravine. This will buy enough time for the Ryloth forces to evacuate while Jedi and clones stay behind to fight and slow them down. Clone Captain Keeley says they will execute the plan, but he's clearly not happy about it.
1: Keeley, Keeley is our named clone for the episode. He's the only clone that gets a, a name, and it is spoken in the show um, by um, Master Die. Uh, this line has when he says we'll set it up. It is almost funny how resolved to die Keeley is at this point. He's like,
0: mm-hmm. "Oh, is that
1: the plan? Wonderful! I'll go set it up." <laughs> yes. And he like turns and walks away slowly. And like Jedi Master Die doesn't give a shit. And he's like, he's like he knows he's probably gonna die in this battle, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, he gets to be one with the Force. Like the clones, not
1: so much. They get put back in the meat grinder to feed future generations of clones.
0: Yeah. So uh, then now on Twitter again, the, the king makes a decision to remain neutral and not allow his planet to be used by the Republic. Bale and Jar Jar are debriefing when the king flies up and tells them that they can deliver supplies that they have on planet right now. Bale says that's only a few days worth of supplies. The king says the trade federation cannot know, but it's going to have to do, which I didn't really understand why are they getting the supplies from Toydaria? So or so did they on, come with supplies?
1: So on my on one of my rewatches, I was trying to figure this out. And I think I think they definitely say that they're meeting supply ships at Toydaria. I think what they're doing at Toydaria is basically taking on fuel. Mm, okay. And because they do explicitly say we're sending supply ships to meet you at Toydaria and he's supposed to negotiate basically using them as a way station, like a waypoint, so where they can take on fuel, presumably, like you would running supply lines into like China during World War II. Like, you would have to land someplace and take on fuel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's
0: good an explanation as any. So Bale tells Jar Jar that he will signal when the ships part. A formal dinner starts. Bale excuses himself and leaves Jar Jar behind. To uh, hilarity will ensue later. But back on Ryloth, the gunship bomb plan is coming together, Master Mr. Dai says the evacuation has to go fast. Chown feels betrayed by the Republic that because help never came. They put the gunship in the pass of the ravine. Uh, some droids see the ship, they investigate, they open it up, see explosives, and then the bomb goes off, cutting off their advance. Which is their
1: droids doing stupid stuff, like... There's no troopers in here. There's just bombs. And like ah, yes, and boom. It's a wily coyote moment. Yeah, just held up a sign that said "yikes."
0: Yeah, we're just like
1: they, where they just like
0: run off the cliff. They don't realize that they ran off the cliff, and they're like, uh oh. So then uh, back again on Tordaria, uh, the supply ships are getting refueled at the dock. They are taking on as many supplies as possible. Jar Jar, uh, needing a distraction, climbs on the table at the formal dinner. He claims to be performing a work, of, a work of Gungan art to honor the representatives from the Trade Federation. He gathers all the plates and glasses. Jar Jar proceeds to perform a series of plate-spinning and juggling acts to get the attention of the Trade Federation while the supply ships pull away from the planet. Jar Jar is very competent at it. hes He should have been in like Cirque du Soleil or something.
1: He becomes a clown.
0: Yeah, yeah he does. So... Um, lot that uh jar jar is looking at he says he's looking at nothing while well, Lot dad is looking away the last ship flies behind jar jar this part was like a little kind of like i, I enjoyed the jar jar antics but it's just like this is like uh you telling me that there's nobody else in the trade federation that'd be looking at, that they'd be looking out for, um for them to see what they're doing that it's only the Lot dad and his people
1: I mean, this, and then, the premise of this whole whole scene has problems, right? Yeah. They, there's no reason why they have to fly by the window.
0: Yeah, and and even if they do, what does it matter? Right. Like, yeah, okay, they're they're leaving because, um, you know, because we're not allowed to do it. You can't tell where they're going.
1: Right. It doesn't make any sense. And but I I like the scene a lot. Like Jar Jar starts out by gathering the plates by pouring everyone's food on the floor. It's, it's like, hyper-rude behavior. Like, you've mm-hmm. never been to... I assume you've never been to a dinner party where someone, like, walks up to you, picks up your plate, and, like, pours it on the floor in front of you. No. Like, what, no. like, what would happen? He does it to everybody, and they're, like, clapping. There's also a scene where, like, a moment where, like, one of the underlings for um Lot Dodd is clapping, and Lot Dodd, like, shoots him, like, a dirty look, and the guy stops. It's very funny.
0: Yeah, it's like in... uh at the end of Patton where like all the Russians are dancing and then like right. uh, <laughs> like the Americans are just sitting there. And then one officer goes to like drink something and the Patton kind of looks at him and he's just like, oh, right. I'm not allowed to be happy. <laughs> OK, so uh, back on Ryloth, Master Die tells Keeley that they're going to buy time for the Twi'leks to escape. The pass is a terrible place to fight and the clones are dying. Master Die rushes into the fold, deflecting blasts and cutting down droids. Captain Keeley is hit and falls, but he's not dead. He saves Master Die, and Master Die says, "Let's make the end memorable." While he and Keeley are eventually cut down, Master Die lives long enough to supply, see the supplies are being delivered. Now he's the first Jedi I think, to die—actually, uh, to die—in the Clone
1: Wars. On camera, yeah. On camera, yeah. We'll talk about him a lot in a second.
0: So uh, the Twi'leks uh, received the supplies of food and medicine, and Cham is happy again. So uh, back on Tordaria, the king is seeing Baal and Charger are off. lot Dodd approaches them and says that a fleet of Republic ships have broken the blockade. Baal plays dumb. Lot-Dod tells the king he's playing a dangerous game. The king tells Bail the Republic has heart, but maybe not the strength to win. The king says that he's willing to meet with the Jedi and discuss the War, which this whole scene is very much like a Scooby-Doo sort of thing, like I would have gotten away with it with it if it wasn't for your pesky Gungan. And you know, like, <laughs> and it was like, they also had a bit of callback to the to episode one. I was like, well, you could Bill says, well, you could take it up with the Senate. It's like the Senate takes forever to take to make decisions.
1: Yeah, so it'll take years to, yeah. to to worm its way through the Senate, which is something that Palpatine manipulates Padme with.
0: Yep, that's the end of the episode.
1: All right, so um, did you like it?
0: I I did. It was um, it was definitely a filler episode. So I mean, there was some cool. I mean, there was some battle stuff, but it was a lot of um, more just like talking political stuff. Um, definitely, I can definitely see people uh, being annoyed when it came out, wanting to see something cool with like Anakin, Obi Wan, you know, whatever. And and it was just, and then it was this, which is kind of like. Huh? I mean, it's all right, but it's, it's nothing that really furthers the plot along.
1: Yeah. So in the order it was released originally, this is the third episode of the third season. This serves as a prequel episode to the first episode ever aired, which is Ambush, and we'll cover that one next, and a prequel, a setup for the final arc of the first season, which is the Battle for Ryloth. Um, and so I think when it came out, people placed if they placed it properly in the order, um, it would probably be a pretty satisfying episode, but it is sort of like a nuts and bolts. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like going back and explaining like, Oh, here's why Cham doesn't trust the Jedi or the Republic. Um, this is why he has like a chip on his shoulder. And this is why Toydaria, this is how Toydaria joined the Republic. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, it's sort of filling in the gaps for bigger stories in the, in that way. And it's that and sure, that way you can call it filler but it's, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily call this one filler um, since it stitches together these other two arcs pretty well
0: Yeah, well a lot of the filler episodes do, they have they connect different things but they're not always the most exciting they're, they're not the most Star Warsy sure of episodes not a lot happens Like people complained a lot in episode one about a lot of the political stuff this this had a lot of that but not um, not nearly as bad. But it was it was it was good overall. I enjoyed
1: it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, I think I think we get a lot of especially the order we're, we're watching it in. We get to see like a Jedi fighting to the end. We get to see um, Twilek riding blurgs, which we didn't bring up during the summary. Like they're they're mounted on blurg on blurgs, and this is canonically. The first appearance of Blurgs Of course Blurgs appeared in the Ewok movies The made-for-TV Ewok movies Yes, that's um, where most people know them from That's where everybody knows them from um, And then, of course, later later, Much, much later, we'll see them in Mandalorian Season 1 With Quill
0: um, Yeah that, 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 Nobody cares about that show
1: No People, people care about the Ewok movies Yes, um, and they're dead evil eyes and not and not some boba fett knockoff yeah everyone knows it's not boba fett therefore it cannot be cool um so we get cham and cham appears in other future episodes of clone wars future episodes of rebels um the actual actor changes at some point too. watch for that um and he's the main protagonist of um, the book, uh, Dark Lord of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Uh. Heard Lords of the Sith. Lords of the Sith, that's right. And where they try to assassinate, where he orchestrates an assassination plot against Palpatine. I love that book. I think the book's incredible. Yeah. And he becomes one of my favorite characters. And he's, of course, the father of Hera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the first, this is the episode where, like, each
0: species kind of has its own, mm-hmm. I want to say, um. Accent. Accent. Yeah, um, and this is where it becomes apparent that uh, they are um, <clears throat> the the Twi'lek's are French.
1: Yeah, they do have this sort of French accent. I can't wait till we get to the Scottish Lemur planet.
0: <laughs>
1: There's a bunch of lemurs walking around with really thick Scottish accents.
0: They did tone down the um, the Toydarian and the. Um, and the um, oh shoot now I can't think of their name. Uh, what are they? Trade Federation. Nymorian. Uh, Nymorian. Yeah. They they toned down the the racist caricatures of them, which was
1: pleasant. Yeah, that's a big plus. <laughs> yeah, I think I think overall, like we see Ryloth for the first time. We get a new, cool new Jedi. We get a great battle. Um, it's connective tissue for sure. But I really 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 liked it. Can I? Hit you with some trivia about the jedi oh sure um so his full name is ima gun d and people call him master jedi master d but his his name is supposed to sound like i'm gonna die <laughs> that's clever yeah so i'm gonna die is his name um and then the the colonel or the admiral who blows up in the ship his name is admiral um Deo. DAO, but it's it's just DOA, dead on arrival, slightly mixed up. <laughs> and he's modeled after uh, a character on like a crowd character on Mandalore in one of the Mandalorian episodes, but he's given like a very 70s haircut. <laughs> And he looks like he's got like big sideburns and everything. They spent a lot of a lot of time on that model, and they're very proud of it because it's brought up in a couple articles about "I'm a gonna die," am a gonna die," and uh, um, Admiral DoA. Yeah. Um, there's a lot yep. of there's a lot of work. a l- lot of discussion about um, what Clone Wars was able to sort of do for species at Helm ha- only had minimal representation in the movies and the portrayal of Toydarians being generous and giving and charitable and compassionate aliens was very intentional um, by the writers because the other Toydarian, the only Toydarian we know, is this filthy junk dealer who rips people off and and they're trying to establish that no, like maybe Watto's the exception, yeah. rather than the rule, and we can do this with almost any species. And Clone Wars does a really effective job of this, walking around the galaxy, saying like, "Not all Rodians are bounty hunters, right? Not all Gamorians are guards, um, not all you know, Toidarians are filthy racist racist caricatures of shopkeepers."
0: Okay,
1: that their uh, Nictos aren't just muscle for. Uh, underworld bosses. Yeah, you get you get a really compassionate and wonderful character, and I'm gonna die. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, oh, that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's 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 along the lines of like Shaggy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, so so Jedi Master, I'm gonna die. Um, he does appear, is at least mentioned in the canon novels Catalyst and um, Dooku Jedi Lost um, I didn't go digging for the exact quotes but, but on his Wikipedia page he says that he's mentioned in both of those books So Interesting. I'm glad that he gets a little bit of play outside of this one episode the boys and I actually made a custom action figure of I'm Gonna Die I'm Gonna Die um, years ago um, out of a couple different clone wars characters and just sort of kit bashed him into into a character into a figure but uh anyway that's enough about that i don't have very much else one of the things that i was hoping to see in like Toydaria, when we we're walking around like the palace i was hoping to see like a bunch of little doors like in weird places super high up. yeah like super like high up or on weird places on walls because you would think like well, why would they care that the doors are on the floor mm-hmm. like that's for people who walk and they're very yeah. they're very isolationist they're like why are you on our planet off-worlder right and so you'd think that like they would really tailor it to themselves they they really should have had, like organa and like jar jar like crawling through tiny doors like alice in wonderland
0: yeah that would have been cool that would have that would have been cool
1: Anyway, right. I don't have anything else.
0: Yeah, neither do I. All right, so here's um here's the point uh, in the episode where we rank an episode. We rank episodes based on Star Wars characters. A good episode would be a original trilogy character such as Han, Luke, Leia, Darth Vader, Chewie, Lando, etc. A bad episode would be somebody like Gene's um, guy uh, in The Mandalorian, or um, the the guy Kara Dune fights, she's bound to and, and is fighting when uh, Din Djarin finds her. It's not really that important. Right. Um, so, Matt, what is your ranking for this episode?
1: I'm going to give this episode a Joy. Um, joy was one of the five priestesses who sustained their consciousness in the Force, and we'll get to her character or their character way, way in the future, but... She, by herself, doesn't mean very much, but as as an ensemble, it works.
0: hmm Okay. Well, um,
1: I'm going to give this a
0: Valorum, not because I really, like, I think he, I, it's a good episode, but I'm just kind of going, but it, it had some kind of boring-ish kind of moments, so give it a Valorum. Because he's still an important character because he has to be incompetent for Palpatine to take over so he does serve a
1: purpose yeah that's a good one all right so at the end of every episode uh, we roll a d20 to determine if we what episode we watch next if we roll a one um, we watch an Ewoks episode from the 1985-86 series Ewoks If we roll any other number we watch the next Clone Wars um, episode in order um and the in-universe canon order i filmed the role and i put it on twitter when we post the episode so everyone knows that we did it or are we ready yep all right Let's let me go. turn Let's my video on all right here it comes it is a 17 Oof, okay we're gonna get there yeah <laughs> yeah it's gonna run out eventually
0: Alright, oh, so God. you want to go to the next episode then? The next episode is actually the very first episode that aired called Ambush, uh, which is Season 1, Episode 1. It's a
1: follow-up to this episode. More, more Toydarian King action.
0: Yeah. Just when you thought you couldn't get enough, there's more.
1: Hot, hot <laughs> King Kaduku, whatever, Sudoku, action.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. We don't put any money into this. Be sure to tell a friend if you liked uh if you liked it and if you didn't like the episode just do us a solid and tell somebody you don't like about it and make them waste their time or don't but do so uh we'll be back with our next episode and until then outro
1: thank you for downloading and listening to this episode we would also like to thank jordan white for the use of his cover of yub node as our intro and outro music please refer to the show notes for photos clips and links from this episode side effects from listening to yubcast may include dizziness dry mouth a sense of confusion and decreased sex drive serious side effects may include speaking in ewok speculating the origins of characters and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet for a complete list of side effects or to complain about the show Please visit us on Twitter at Yubcast or drop us an email at NoochBaderProductions
0: at gmail.com. Thanks again. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, the Walt Disney Company.
1: Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes
0: only. (laughs)